going to move this. All right. Good morning and happy Sabbath, church family. Um, my name is Zion Scarlett, if you do not know. Um, and Josiah gave a very good job. We did good. All right. So today I'm going to talk to you guys about conflict. So in the world that we live in today, conflict is inevitable. Um, I have three siblings, all younger than me, and they all have three different minds. So um, basically, we tend to disagree sometimes because we don't all think the same. Um, like this morning, um, I was going to go brush my hair because we have to do that. Um, and Gabriel was, <laughs> Gabriel was using my brush, and I was like, Gabriel, why, why are you using my brush? And he was like, because it was the only brush in here. But I was like, why don't you get your brush from your room? And he's like, so... That's one conflict. Another conflict we have, someone uses someone else's favorite plate. Um, that's another small thing. Um, but the worst conflicts that we have at our house is, um, for me personally at least, is when someone eats or tries to touch my food. Um, that just hurts my... I think that's like one of the purest evils. Like. There's the devil, and then there's sin, and then like there's Adolf Hitler, and then there's eating and touching my food. So that's, that's annoying. Um, but apparently there's more uh, conflicts in this world, or greater conflicts in this world, with greater consequences than touching or eating someone's food. Huh? <laughs> okay. Um, for example, um, Joseph and his family... Um, they had a lot of conflicts in the actually family bloodline. Um, but Joseph specifically, his father gave him a coat of many colors. And apparently it was very fashionable or something like that because only Joseph got it and his brothers were jealous of it. Um, so because of how, jo because Joseph's father, Jacob, gave him the coat and also treated Jacob, Joseph better than all his other siblings, that started conflict among the brothers. And by the way, he had eight brothers, so, and he was the youngest. And usually, I'm the older brother, so I pick on my siblings sometimes just for fun. Um, so that already happened with Joseph. But they hated him now because his father, his father uh, favored him. Um, so because of that, they pushed him in the pit, um, sold him to slavery, um, only for 20 shekels or, or 20 silver uh, coins or whatever. I would have at least demanded gold if I was Joseph. Set yourself up for the future, but that's all right. Um, and that selling Joseph caused conflict in their family, dividing their family, and breaking their parents' hearts. Um, another example of conflict, um, Marie Antoinette was having a party one time, um, and she was told that the peasants um, did not have any bread um, to eat. So she said... Let them eat cake, very famously. Um, the thing is, I think she was being 100% sarcastic when she said that, because if I was a peasant who didn't have bread at the time, and then I got to eat cake uh, because I had nothing else, so I would be happy. So obviously, that's not what happened. She was being sarcastic, um, and that led to the French Revolution, and also her losing her head, um, kind of putting a French, I mean, the France in uh, turmoil for years. Uh, another example of cons uh, conflict's consequences is um, it can disrupt whole establishments. Uh, in the story of Lucas, 
um, which is from the Bible, uh, that I'm going to tell you guys today. We are going to learn what, cause, what causes conflict, how the Bible tells us to deal with that conflict, and how the Bible says all conflict shall end. So, story of Lucas. There once was a guy named Lucas. Um, he had a very, very good job. He was actually second in the job of being the most liked and the um, best around. Like, literally everyone loved him. He was the popular guy. He was good at his job. Everyone loved him and adored him. Um, and that got, kind of got to his head, all the love and affection that he was getting from other people. And he started, think about, he started thinking a little bit. He's like, wait a second. I could, I could take the guy no, number one spot in the job. Now, the guy who had the number one spot in his company, in this, his job, was named Michael. And Michael was um, first the best employee ever in the entire company. Um, he also was the most adorned, the most loved by everyone there. Um, he also was the most respected. Um, and also, he happened to be the owner and the boss's son. So he wasn't, there wasn't going to be any job openings for his position anytime soon, and Lucas knew this. Um, so because Lucas knew this, he started to get envious, started to get jealous about um, not being able to have that position. Um, and that envy and that anger towards Michael and his stature in the company um, led, led Lucas to become angry. Um, so he, instead of going to talk to HR or the boss about how he wants a better position in the company, wants to be um, higher than Michael, he started rumors amongst his, um, his coworkers and employees and talking about how he could do a better job than Michael could um, at being the number one guy. All right, so first we're going to take a break. What caused Lucas' conflict? I said it's two things, so anyone have any guesses? You can just shout it out. Who said that? Envy, yes, that's one. Another one? Jealousy, kind of the same as envy. One more thing. Uh, selfishness, that's a good point. But it was mostly anger. So anger and jealousy, or, what, or envy, is what drove Lucas to be angry and um, start a conflict. So I'm going to start with, first, anger. Anger can cause conflict. But the thing is, anger itself is not a sin, by the way. Um, you can be angry. It's just an emotion. You're allowed to be angry. However, uh, when you start getting Acting upon your actions in the negative way, that's when it comes to sin. So we're going to turn to Ephesians 4.20. Wait a second. Is it okay if I can read my Bible in church? <laughs> okay. So turn to Ephesians 4.26, verse 26. I'll be turning there too. And we're going to read a little bit more about what classifies anger as a sin. So verse 26, and don't sin by letting anger gain control over you. So that's like what I just said. When you let your anger or your emotion control how you're going to act, that's when it becomes a sin. All right, let's continue. Don't let the sun da go down while you're still angry. Um, so I th for that verse, I th it's kind of like you could take it for exactly how it's said. 
Um, don't go to sleep before while you're angry. Go, don't go to sleep um, while you're ang- before you calm yourself down from being angry. Um, but I also think you should take it as if you're angry with like a person, don't let the set, don't let the sun set on their on their time and on your time, um, like in your lifetime, until you start resolving that anger and resolving that conflict and mending the relationship. Um, verse 27. For anger gives a mighty foothold to the devil. Pretty self-explanatory. Um, if you are a thief, stop stealing. Stop stealing. Being, uh, begin using your hands for honest work and then give generously to others in need. Um, for that verse, it's, I don't really think when you guys are angry you start stealing and stuff like that. Um, but it's saying when you get angry and you start doing a negative thing, let's say um, you use foul language. Um, stop using that language. Use your language to help others and uplift others and uplift yourself. Um, Like verse 29, don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. And And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he is the one who has identified you as his own. Guaranteeing that you will not, you will be saved on the day of uh, redemption. 31. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of malicious behavior. Um, So that verse can kind of help people who have uh, road rage. I'm not sure if you guys heard about it, but it's basically when you get angry on the road (laughs) and stuff like that. um, Remember this verse that God says. You got to sometimes take a chill pill, um, have patience, and just, just think, about, um, think about how um, God would want you to react. So. All right, so, sorry. <clears throat> Reading that now, um, what I classify, when I think anger becomes a sin, is when... Uh, when you, when you negatively act upon your anger. So if you are, um, when you're angry and you start destru- destroying property or um, hitting people, anytime you start hurting uh, living things, that's when your anger becomes a problem. Um, another, ta- uh, another way that anger becomes a sin is when you try to take your anger and get revenge on the, another person because in a... F- <laughs> Because the Bible says in Romans 12, 19, um, leave, leave re- uh, revenge and vengeance to the wrath of God. So he will take care of that for you. Um, real world correlation. Um, so like when someone takes my food, um, I can just try. Instead of um, throwing something at them or um, yelling at them, I can say, excuse me, I don't like it when people touch my food. Please don't do that again calmly. And I'm still working on that right now. Um, so you guys pray for me. Um, or in the case of Lucas, he got mad and angry, so he started spreading rumors about how he would be a better, um, better at a certain job than Michael. And he could take this spot because he was better, and he started spreading rumors, started um, conflict. All right, so the second thing, envy. Um, so we're going to turn to Proverbs 27, verse 4. Say amen when you have it. 
All right, so the Bible says in Proverbs 27, verse 4, Anger is cruel and fury is overwhelming, but who can stand before jealousy? Um, so when I read this verse, I was thinking about how I thought anger was the main thing, the biggest thing that causes conflict. And then I read this verse, and it said that it put jealousy as something that causes more conflict, that's more unstoppable than anger and um, fury, by the way it's phrased. So I started thinking about it a little bit more, and I was like, wait a second. You can be angry at... Jealousy is usually something that you're mad with at others for having. So I guess because of how jealousy is more specific type of anger, focused on people, that's when it becomes... That's why it's higher place um, over anger. All right. Um, there's a saying that goes, beware of jealousy, for verily it destroys good deeds the way fire destroys wood. Um, so, yeah, that verse, I mean, that saying kind of describes how jealousy is a problem. Um, and because Lucas, or another thing that causes uh, jealousy is when we don't take time to reflect on all the things that God has given us. So, because Lucas uh, did not take time out to stop and think about how much God has already blessed him with, he succumbed to his jealousy. Because remember, he's number one, number two in the company. He, um, health insurance, great. Um, doesn't have to pay for anything. Um, he's, he's adored by literally everyone in the company. So that was, he got jealous because he was focused, so focused on what someone else had that he did not realize what he, ha- he had himself. And that, for us, that can lead us down the path of destruction. All right, back to the story. Um, so I left, I left off to where uh, Lucas was starting rumors among the company. Um, so some of the employees decided to distance themselves from Lucas, saying he was being irrational and staying loyal to Michael and the company. Others believed, uh, Luke, believed Lucas, uh, convinced that he was a better employee and should take the job by force. The murmurs and mumbling started to reveal plans of a strike by Lucas and his followers. Up until this point, uh, Lucas was given many, many opportunities to um, ask for or solve this a better way, solve this in a more calm, civilized manner than just starting a strike. But he rejected all of them. He rejected all of the chances. So when the day came for the strike to happen, um, Michael, who was head of a lot of things, including head of security, he had to kick them out, <laughs> kick all the strikees out of the, um, out of the company. And it was one-third of the company that got fired on that day. Um, after being fired, Lucas and his followers uh, brought conflict to other places, like Earth. Uh, oh, wait, sorry. Lu- Lucifer, Lucifer brought conflict to earth. And because of Lucifer's anger and envy, he did not just not get Michael's job, but he also lost the position where he was before. So, to not end up like Lucifer, where we get, send ourselves down to a, um, a mess of conflict, um, here are some ways that we can prevent or resolve conflict. So, proper communication 
is one of the most important things, I think, in any, like, a lot of aspects of life. So um, there's a story <laughs> about how I uh, met some people. So when I was a, a couple years ago, well, not a couple years, about, like, seven or eight years ago when I first came to this church from coming to New York, um, I had a cousin here who used to come here. His name was Davari. Um, around this time, he was, well, he's still one of my younger playing around cousins, um, but around that time, he would goof off all the time, prank me all the time. Um, so I was walking around. I didn't really know anyone in the church like that. Um, and he, he ran up to me when I was walking to go to the cafeteria. He ran up to me and said, Zion, 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 people are trying to fight me. Can you please help me? And I was like, who are trying to fight you? And he's like, this two guy, these three guys are trying to beat me up. So I went over there because I was an older cousin, and I went to go check out what was happening. Um, and he, I said, who? And he said, pointed to three guys. Their names were Jacob, Josh, and Brandon. Yeah. Um, so when I went up to the first guy, I picked him up and threw him on the couch, that we, the old couch that we used to have here. Um, I think that's how it broke. I did not tell anyone that. <laughs> um, then after I threw Josh on the couch, I kicked Jacob in the stomach, um, and he fell on the ground. Not... <laughs> That he, was, he was done for. Then I went to go get um, Davari because he said, wait, Zion, I was just joking. I was just joking. He told me this after I kicked uh, Jacob, which is something you cannot take back. Um, and he, and when I went to go tell him, like, what, why did you do that? Brandon came out of nowhere. I don't know where he came from. Put me in the corner and started punching me like this with his elbows. So, like, I'm behind him right here, and then Brandon's right here, just punching me, punching me, punching me. Um, at this time, I didn't know their names or anything like that. I'd never even seen them. I just started fighting. Um, I could have, <laughs> after that, I asked them, why are you guys trying to beat up my cousin? He's like, we weren't trying to beat him up. We were just playing with him. And we were like, I, was, I looked at the bar like, why didn't you let me know you were just playing before? Um, so if I had proper communication beforehand, none of that would have ha- had to happen, and we probably still have the old couch there. Uh, <laughs> um, another way to help resolve conflict um, is take a step back and examine yourself. Um, Luc- Lucifer, when he was in heaven, he failed to see all the things that God has already given, given him. And sometimes uh, we ourselves um, don't fail to see or take a step back and think about what's going on in our lives or um, how much we already have. Another thing, when you're examining yourself, sometimes people aren't in the happiest mood all the time. Um, I know a lot of, I, used, I worked at Dunkin' Donuts um, for this summer, um, and I noticed a lot of people will come in grouchy in the mornings wanting their coffee. So I'm pretty sure if you have not having, or say you're a coffee, you drink coffee and stuff like that, if you come in and you have not had coffee, and you, then you... Um, have an argument with a person at front counter, I'm pretty sure you're more irritable and um, more agitated when you have no coffee and someone makes a mistake than when you regularly um, are your coffee yourself and your regular self and you're feeling all happy and teary. So um, just take a step back to realize that it's not always the other person's fault. Um, Sometimes you need to take a step back and think about, am I my best self right now? All right, another thing, be thoughtful. Um, this, when you're 
thinking about how the other person uh, may feel if you come at them a certain way. So let's say, uh, <laughs> let's use my example of attacking someone because they took my food. Um, if I think, hmm, maybe if I throw this pillow or some object that's nearest to me at my sibling for taking something that they didn't even know was my food, maybe they will be, might be a little bit irritated. And if I was that person, how would I feel if someone threw something at me because I ate something that uh, wasn't mine, but I didn't know about it? Um, that was their food. Um, so you just have to put yourself in their shoes and try to understand um, that they're, they're also going through things that you need to be mindful of. Or there are some understandings that they may not have. Um, also, <laughs> try to be calm uh, when you're resolving conflict. I have not met anyone who went to yell at someone and started yelling and yelling, hammering, like, you're stupid. I don't, I don't know why you took my sandwich. You idiot, come on. That does not resolve conflict at all. Um, siblings can attest to that. Um, it, it just makes them more mad. It, makes, it's, it starts a cycle of conflict. So you have to be calm, collected, and uh, talk with, and be thoughtful as well. Um, also, body language. Now, I'm not sure if you've ever had, like, tried to communicate with someone and they have their arms crossed like this or they make a face that's like this. You know, the, look, look at the face real quick. Yeah, that's, doing that type of body language is not helpful to resolving anything. That actually just um, irritates people, um, especially me. Uh, <laughs> if I'm talking to, you, talking to someone, I would like to like, have eye contact or um, at least be facing each other um, when you're talking. When you cross your arms like this, that shows that you're not really trying to listen. You're in a defensive position. Um, so invite them in. Talk like you would talk to someone. Um, Another way to resolve conflict is avoid having to be right all the time. Um, this is something that I need to learn still. Um, but usually when you are feeling like you are the right, you are in the right and the other person's in the wrong all the time, when you two talk and um, uh, try to resolve the conflict, your, your mindset is already set on that you are right. So whatever this person says, is incorrect, is invalid, is false. Um, and when you're trying to resolve something, you have to realize that um, you have to give the other person a chance to be heard, to make their points. So avoid trying to be right all the time. Um, also, resolve conflicts before uh, they become a fight, which basically means resolve conflicts when, at first when they're starting to happen. You want to stop them early on than later. Um, that's something I wish I knew when I was like younger, because usually for me, I would just like let something, let time try to heal the conflict. But the thing is, time doesn't really always heal conflict. It just lets them dwell on the emotion from that conflict long overextended period of time. So anytime they think about it, they start getting uh, mad, start getting angry. Remember that bad or negative emotion that they felt during that time. Um, all right, now let's see what the Bible has to say about resolving conflict. So Matthew 18, uh, verse 15, we'll turn there with, with me. 
Okay. If another believer sins against you, go privately and point out the fault. If, um, if the per- other person listens and confesses it, you have won that person back. So before this, I, well, this is when I was researching how to do my sermon, um, I read this verse, came across this verse, and when I listened, I heard it. It made so much sense, but I don't notice a lot of people doing this. Um, usually, usually what happens in the conflict or when the conflict's starting to arise, you usually go, um, go to that person um, or have the conflict, step away from it, gossip with your friends how about how bad they are, how wrong they are to talk to you this way. Or if you're a child, you immediately go to your parents without even <laughs> giving your sibling the fair chance of knowing what they did wrong um, and tell them, oh, yeah, he took my food uh, or something like that. So just try to resolve the conflict among the, first, the people who had the conflict first. All right, so that does not work. Verse 16 says, but if you are unsuccessful, take one or two others with you and go back again so that everything you say may be confirmed by two or three witnesses. So this verse is just saying, that's after you've talked to the person one-on-one, tried to resolve the conflict, that's when you can go ahead and try to um, get others to help you um, resolve the conflict if, the, if you alone is not working. But you always try to resolve it yourself first, than bringing someone else in, because that's, it's kind of like, like cheating a little bit, bringing in someone who, of authority to make that person feel scared, um, instead of resolving amongst each other, like um, brothers and sisters or coworkers or something like that. Um, and if that doesn't work, take your case to the church. If the church decides that you are right, but the other person won't accept it, treat that person as a pagan or a corrupt tax collector. Um, so I take that, take your, that, take your conflict to the church part as take it to the public as well. So not just, you can take it to your church, tell them uh, what's going around or what problem may be happening. But I think you should also, it's also referring to just take it to the public. Don't just jump from, oh, he said something to me, so I'm going to spread rumors like Lucas did, spread rumors around the company, bring it to the public. Uh, you want to take your time, go through the steps, and you resolve the conflict. All right, and then Matthew 7, verse 1 through 5. So go there. All right. Uh, Stop judging others, and you will not be judged. For others will treat you as you treat them. Whatever measure you use in judging others, it will be used to measure how you are judged. And, uh, and why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you yourself have a log in your own? How can you think of saying, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye? Hypocrite, first get rid of the log in your own eye then perhaps you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. Okay, so back to verse 2. Um, Lucifer, when he 
started the conflict with God. He spread rumors. He spread it throughout the. He told the public first about how he could be better than Jesus at one thing. He didn't go to Jesus one on one. He didn't get two other people to be with him. He jumped right to embarrassing Jesus in front of everyone else. Um, and because of that, um, well, you'll see a little bit later. Um, but he's gonna. That's gonna come back and bite him. Come back to bite him. Um, Another thing is, I got from this verse, is uh, remember that when you're in conflict, you yourself are not perfect. So don't, like, um, you have the log in your eye. Think of the log as your sins and stuff like that. Your eye as your life. Other person, the speck in their eye is their sins. Their eye is their life. So you both are sinful people. Everyone on earth is a sinful being. So how can you go to someone and start scolding them about not, should not sin when you yourself are a sinful person? You yourself have a log in your eye. Um, even Jesus, who was perfect, didn't even do that. Um, when you see a story about the adulteress who was found and taken out of adulting or whatever <laughs> and thrown on the sand and was about to be a stone, Jesus came and wrote in the sand, sending all the other people away um, to, because in shame because he wrote their sins in the sand. And when he talked to the lady, he didn't scold her for saying, you're such a dirty woman, you should have never done this, you, you're poor life decisions, all that type of stuff. No. He said, he said that he, um, he, he said, uh, stop sinning. He basically told her to stop sinning and uh, go on and um, Continue with a sinless life. Don't be adulterous anymore. He calmly told her to go live a sinless life. And for us, um, who are not perfect, um, who are, we, can't, we shouldn't have the right to scold people on how to be perfect. Or, <clears throat> or um, how to be perfect. Or how to um, live a sinless life. We can counsel them kindly, telling them, hey man, um, I don't really think you should, like, if my other sibling was there when someone else takes my food, um, be like, hey man, I don't think you should take Zion's food, because that doesn't, that's not going to um, be helpful for you in the future. And, and then that person would be like, oh, the person stealing my food would be like, oh yeah, that's a good idea, maybe I shouldn't take his food, because I know he'll get mad, so that's just another way to resolve it. Um, so that was the long answer of how to resolve conflict, and the short answer on how to resolve conflict is to call on God in the day of trouble, and he will deliver you, and you will honor me. That's the verse for today. Uh, so, yeah. And uh, these tips, that, these are all tips that can help us deal with conflict until conflict ends. Um, but how will conflict end? I'm glad you guys asked. Um, verse, back, I'm going to go back to uh, Matthew chapter 7, verse 2. And it says, uh, For others will treat you as you treated them. Whatever measure you use in judging others, it will be used to measure how you are judged. Um, when Lucifer was in, F in heaven, he unfairly judged uh, Jesus and made lies and all that type of stuff towards why he would be a better for the job or he, why God would not give him the job. Um, 
He was also trying to manipulate, every, manipulate the angels in heaven, getting them to be on his side. Um, and basically, when God comes back, um, or when Jesus comes back, he's going to take his believers up to heaven. And for all believers, that's when uh, conflict will end, when we are in heaven with God. Um, how, and I'm looking forward to that day. I hope you guys will be there as well. Um, but after a thousand years, it says we're gonna, Jesus is going to come back to earth and he's going to judge Lucifer the way that he judged Jesus, the way he judged him in heaven. Um, and he's going to be judged in front of the jury, all the public, the church, and uh, Lucifer is going to be found guilty of crimes committed against God, committed, like murder for Jesus' death, and lying and all the type of stuff. And that's when conflict, all conflicts will end, when Lucifer is dealt with. And that's my sermon. <laughs> All right, th- thank you. Um, all right, so using the tips that you have learned to how to resolve conflict, I hope you guys can go on through your lives um, with less conflicts and peaceful, God-given ways on how to resolve it. And hopefully, when all conflict ends, we can be in heaven. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day, and I thank you for allowing us all to be here today. Please help us to be safe as we get ready to go home. Thank you for um, the service today and um, allowing us to be able to worship you in a sanctuary, beautiful sanctuary. Thank you for everything you have done for us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.